It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. (laughs) I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same (laughs) set. We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to connect here on Rise FM. This is The Session, and I am Scott with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. How are we doing? Doing good. You doing get adjusted good. to the new time? Yes. Yes. And remember, if you come in in the middle or you're like, wait a minute, what is this? You can find out more about the session on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. You can listen to back sessions, back episodes there, and just see more about what we are about. And if they said, they said what? You can go back on the podcast and... And make sure that's really what we said. (laughs) And it's probably true. So today we are going to talk about how kindness can have unexpectedly positive consequences. That's right. Positive consequences. Now that is in your vocabulary. It's, it's in the, Well, I have my little Eeyore doll here. I have my stuffed Eeyore with me tonight. So we will get through this together, Eeyore. All right. We're going to jump into that after we jump into God's word, Tom. And Scott, let's do that. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Some would say, and I think I'm in this camp too, that we don't necessarily do good that we're going to get a benefit, but we do it because the Lord has called us to it. And an outcome, a byproduct of the fact that we're doing good is that we will be rewarded or blessed for our efforts. And with the Holy Spirit within us, really an outpouring of Christ's love is that we will want to do things to show God's love to others, we do those acts of kindness. Exactly. I agree. So we're going to dive into a series of studies that were done to kind of back this up a little bit. Uh, The article that we're going to share from mostly is from Amit Kumar uh, from Scientific American back in December. And the, 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 the overall premise was that they tracked and surveyed and interviewed people who performed acts of kindness and the people those kindness acts were performed upon. That's right. They wanted to get the motivation behind it and then the reaction to it. That's really good. And it really shouldn't be a big surprise as to what the, you know, the people that had it done to them made them feel like. Right. Yeah. But some of the outcomes I thought were very interesting. So yeah, let's go ahead and dive into these, Tom. All right. So both performers and recipients of the acts of kindness were in more positive moods than normal after these exchanges. For example, it was clear that the performers undervalued, Scott, I thought that was really interesting. They undervalued the impact. And so recipients felt significantly better than the kind actors expected. So it had a higher outcome than they thought. And that becomes, as an example in the clinical world, one of the reasons why when you're feeling depressed, we encourage you to go out and do an act of kindness or to visit a shut-in or do something positive to help somebody because you're going to feel it 
they're going to feel it big time. And eventually you're going to recognize what kind of impact you had in their life. Do unto others. That sounds familiar. Yeah, this is where you want to do unto somebody. When you're feeling down, that's a good time to do it. I, I find it interesting that, that people, the ones that performed the acts, didn't really feel the value or didn't fully comprehend the value on the people that they performed the acts upon. Right. Yeah, they didn't. And so the whole idea of empathizing or the, the recognizing the benefit, to some degree, maybe that's why we don't do it more often. Let, I'm going to take you down your one rabbit hole today. Awesome. I'm shooting for, the goal is one rabbit hole and this is it. What are <laughs> we'll some see. of these random acts of kindness? What would these look like? Because the first one I thought of was something that was a few years ago where you pull up to fast food, you pay for yours, and you pay the person behind you. Yeah. And it, and it would start a chain. And I can remember some fast food places where they would go eight hours and it kept going. No kidding. And oh, then I, there was one time where the the cashier said, somebody didn't do it so i did interesting yeah you know that impact yes and hopefully they weren't paying for somebody's birthday party that had 18 <laughs> people in it yeah 300 nuggets and 47 fries <laughs> <laughs> well and i remember being at kroger's and the gal in the lane next to me paid my bill and i didn't know it Grocery shopping? Yes, grocery shopping. Oh, my stars and garters. Hopefully yeah. didn't buy eggs. No, no. <laughs> but I wanted to go back in there, and I keep going back in there to find her, hoping she'd do it again. No. <laughs> You're bad. All right. But I wanted to thank her. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's special. All right, so the recipients also reliably rated these as bigger then the people performing them is what we're just were saying. The survey proved that it was bigger to the recipients. So you never know. And let's go back into that rabbit hole a little bit, Tom. What are some are, other things? I mean, we you know, paying for somebody's groceries might be a bit extreme. Right. Uh, what are some other random acts of kindness that you can do for people? Oh, Scott, you're sitting down. This one is really I think the first time I did this, my wife fainted. I let somebody come out of a parking lot in front of me. (laughs) Clearly you were not at a football game at the time. Mm. We must have won if we were, because that's probably (laughs) why I was in the mood to do it. But, you know, the not getting on the person who pulled out in front of you. Instead of laying on the horn. Yeah. So things like it doesn't really even have to cost money. That's what the letting somebody out of the parking place, let somebody in a space ahead of you. Right. Let somebody go right at a right turn or a turn or something like that. We have, God bless them, an incredible neighbor across the street. And ever since my accident, they have been stepping up to the plate, mowing our yard. Oh, yeah. And you know, that's an incredible one. And, you know, he says to me, Tom, I've got this zero turn, 50 inch riding more it takes me about 10 minutes to do my yard and it's not even warmed up <laughs> i'm gonna just do yours i will bless your heart and so he does and you know what we are so thankful for things like that our neighbors to the south so our our sidewalks connect he's been doing our edging of our sidewalk oh wow yeah praise the lord these are random acts that are, I guess you could fall into the category of neighborly in some degree from the Lord as a gift from the Lord and good stuff. So we're talking about how random acts of kindness are beneficial. 
Right. You know, and we have a study to back it up here that we're looking at from Scientific American. And it's one of those things I really get a kick out of, Tom, when the when the world does research, the secular yeah. world does research that verifies the very things that Jesus taught us to do. Exactly. And they hold it up like it's some great discovery, and we've known about it for 2,000-plus years. Yeah, and the sad part is that the world doesn't give Jesus credit for it. Uh, amen. Exactly. Yeah. So the survey wanted people to understand some things. Yeah. We wanted to understand how valuable people perceived these acts to be so that both the performer and the recipient had to rate how big the act was. So the results came out without question that the recipient saw it much bigger. And the giver didn't feel as big as, or it wasn't as big to them as it was to the recipient. And it means you have to learn to say thank you. Right. You have to let somebody do it. There's a family member that always wants to buy meals in the bigger picture our extended family, and to get that individual to let us buy them dinner. I tell you what, it might be easier to move some kind of federal movement inside the federal <laughs> government. than. <laughs> you know how I got around that once with my family? How did you do that? When I knew who the waitress was. Uh-huh. She got the drink order. I said, I'm going to the restroom. I followed her, uh-huh. and I said, I'm paying the bill. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I went back and sat down and she brought the bill and handed it to me and everybody else went, Hey. Yeah. What are you and the waitress just said he was the first one to talk to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, so there, it can it be, can... you know, those non-committal things like that and it it was just, it was kind of fun to get one over on my parents and my aunt and uncle. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I survived the one time I tried that trick with these people, uh-huh. you know. He's much bigger than I am and <laughs> <laughs> I survived. Anyway, okay. Okay, so as we're talking through this study, Tom, it, one of the things they talk about is how they initially studied acts of kindness done for familiar people like friends or classmates or family or coworkers, uh-huh. something like that. Um, how did they handle this? So they found participants that underestimated their positive impact on strangers as well. In one experiment participants at an ice skating rink now for one i'm not going to end up in an ice skating rink because there's one place you know i would be that's the one place we won't find tom that's right you'll be at the heated indoor driving range that's right yeah yeah, because i would be on my backside if i went to the ice skating rink back to the hospital and i am not interested so in the public park they gave away hot chocolate now you would think people would want that on a cold winter's day you betcha you did So again, Scott, the experience was more positive than the givers anticipated for the recipients. So these people happen to be just people who are nearby. So what are they finding out? Well, while the people giving the hot chocolate saw the act as relatively inconsequential, it really mattered to the recipients. So you can see where a cold day and they're giving them hot chocolate and what a positive impact that is, but yet... The givers didn't really see it that way. Yeah, I'm passing out a hot chocolate. Yeah. Really? Wow, that is so cool. But it also suggests, now see, this is where my clinical mind kicks oh, in, Oh, boy, Scott. here we go. Yeah, there's some oxytocin. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> is that you have to be able to receive. And to hear, hey, thank you for that. 
they have to be able to hear that too now let's go beyond random acts of kindness for a minute okay let's Let's talk about compliments all right complimenting someone right for the longest time i didn't know how to take that i believe that (laughs) (laughs) you're a lot of help tom (laughs) really really impressing nick the intern here is producing us tonight too how do how should we i'm going to figure out how i want to i want to say this for the longest time i didn't know how to handle those compliments right and i would try to slough them off and i you know my little eeyore thing would come out sure and it would always be push me down and you know find a way to pull you up and and i finally got to the point where some i did it once and i really downplayed something and they just looked at me and said scott let me bless you yeah yeah and that really had an impact on me now when when a compliment comes i try to find a gracious way to say thank you and right try to return it in some way and for those who i may be close to and I feel safe enough saying it, they might downplay it too. And they go through this long spiel and defense. And at the end, I say to them, I think the correct answer is thank you. (laughs) So I I guess the takeaway is, you know, with the compliments, they can be just as much a blessing as anything else. Absolutely, they can. And, you know, to, and if you're the one getting the compliment, you may not feel like you've earned it or you deserve it. Right. But let that person bless you because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bless you. Let them do it. For sure. And you know where this fits also. In the celebration of success. Absolutely. Uh-huh. See, we got it in there. Yes. <laughs> At Heritage, I oftentimes, even, you know, we talk about celebrating success inside of marriage. And I've had marriage partners say to me before, you know, Tom, I don't need to be thanked for mowing the yard. Oh, really? You don't? So where are you exactly carrying your emotional bank account at what level? See, it, if it's low to start with because you're not allowing those deposits to come in, the first time the crick rises, what's your response like? So, you know what? We were designed, our God created us to receive blessing and and to have that feeling of acceptance and approval because that's what he wanted for us. So that's just a start. We feel that when we're celebrated. We feel accepted. We feel approved. So there's a real reason behind that. Now, is there any studies, any research that you're aware of where it's easier or harder for a married couple or friends or people you're close to to compliment them than it is if you're trying to compliment a coworker, mm-hmm. or if I'm t- trying to compliment intern Nick for doing a nice job on the show. And he says, yeah, right. And he goes, Eeyore on me. <laughs> <laughs> Great Here. job, by the way, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so what, um, I mean, have you seen anything where it's harder to do that with people you're closer to? I have not seen the research on that, but Good. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and I think that makes sense. The people you're closer to, it's like you have more free license to say what you want to say. And those that you're not as closely connected to, well, they may respond on a better level. What's interesting also, though, is when we talk about inside of marriage, when you said, I do, and Sherry said, I do, and not uncle. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I might. No. (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) 40 years ago, it was I do. Yeah. You designated each other to be the closest person to you emotionally than anybody else living. 
So that comment of receiving and celebrating with her is going to have a lot more impact than it would if it were somebody outside of that circle that's maybe not as connected to your family. And I would think it would be easier or you would you would want to be you're more open to the idea of complimenting or pouring into those closest to you. Yeah. Because yeah. you want to refill those emotional bank accounts, especially with your spouse or your kids. There we are. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about how random acts of kindness have some unexpectedly positive consequences tonight on the session. And I, here's one I find interesting, Tom. Okay. When people received cupcakes yeah. through a random act of kindness, the cupcake givers underestimated how positive their recipients would feel. Recipients of these unexpected actions tend to focus more on warmth than the performers do. Well, and there again, when we talk about the cupcakes and they're receiving them, their reaction might have even be higher because that sugar that's in them, they might be bouncing around the room. <laughs> you betcha. That's, that's what grandparents do to their grandchildren before they send them home. Oh, what do you think every chi- every children's worship service does while, you, while you're up in worship? They're, they're sugaring up your kids and giving them back to you <laughs> yeah. at the end of the service. You bet. Yeah, for sure. So it's another example. We do it when we give. We're a participant by giving. We don't embrace what it does to that person on a level that this is really going to be a blessing to them. You know, the other thing I'm hearing from this, Tom. What's that? Is really something that's down here at the bottom of your page, that kindness is contagious. How about that? Yes. So in another experiment, Scott, we had people play an economic game that allowed us to examine what are called effects. In this game, participants allocated money between themselves and a person whom they would never meet. People who had been on the receiving end, Scott, of a kind act gave substantially more to an anonymous person than those who had not. So meanwhile, the person who performed the initial act did not recognize that their generosity would spill over in downstream interactions. See, now that goes back to that, like paying for the guy behind you in drive-thru. Yeah. Yeah. And they paid for the one. And they went, yeah, it just kept on going. And the guy, the, the one that started it all didn't know that happened. Right. So I'm not sure what would be best to be last in line then. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what was going, you know, with those things that went on for hours? Yeah. And they'd say, well, when did this start? Um Right before I came on at 10, yeah. and it's 4.30. Yeah, you know, wow. And, wow. I mean, that would be, yeah. you know, we, we hear so much about how negative our world is today. Exactly. And let's go ahead and I'll just address this. Jesus is the solution to that, yes. But can you imagine how much, how we could just make it a nicer world if we did just the random act of kindness? That's true. That might get contagious. Yeah, there's a real political thing that could be talked about here. I'm trying not to. <laughs> so as we head toward the home stretch here tonight, Tom, let's take a look at some examples of random acts of kindness that we as Christians can do. Really, anybody can do it, but as Christians, you would think we'd be more motivated to do it by the love of Christ. You, that's right. You would think we would be. So here's an example, leaving money on a vending machine for someone. Well, that's a small investment in and of itself anymore, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's unique to me. I've not heard that before. Makes me want to check out vending machine. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> no. Yeah, I could see. They take $2, tape it on the vending machine, that'll get 
they'll still need a quarter or something to finish it off. But yeah. 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 There. That would be good. So how about baking cookies for the elderly? Am I old enough to be elderly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're close. You're- I, I don't know if you have to pass the 65 mark before you are. Well, almost there. Yeah. yeah. Baking cookies for somebody. Cupcakes. We we talked about that earlier. You know, just walk next door with cupcakes. That's right. And watch watch the conversation. Uh-huh. You know, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Serve at a homeless shelter. Now, that absolutely would be powerful. Absolutely. And there's such a need now. Yeah. In North Central Ohio, we, I'm, I'm seeing stories all the time about shelters needing help and shelters needing donations. You know, there's a way you can... You can just plow right in. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you do the next one. Do a There's no way I'm going to do that one. Good cause. Well, it depends on how many weeks or months we're talking about doing that 5K. <laughs> exactly. And do yeah. I have do I have 5 years to prepare for it? Well, and there's one that I am interested in. I've seen on Facebook, but I'm probably not going to be able to. It was a commitment to 72 holes of golf in one month as a fundraiser. You can do that in one weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For you, that's that's a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's these last couple here? Okay, how about help a veterinarian office? Yeah, as long as you come out with all your fingers. Uh, well, yeah, as long as you're not allergic to hair. And that's true too. Yeah. So to be able to walk one of their dogs or something like that, or even, oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how can you do that for the veterinarian's office. Walk yeah. the dogs in the back before they go in for their shots. Okay. Yeah. 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 And even if you did that for a neighbor, that's sometimes a good thing too. I seem to remember, you've had some help walking your. Yeah. Well, your, your yours aren't really dogs. They're more small horses, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they big dogs. We had, bless your heart, last night at four in the morning when I got up to go to the bathroom, I came back to bed and here's our golden retriever asleep on my pillow. <laughs> so I had a conversation with him. Which one of us is going to go on the floor? Or who's going to the floor and who's... Yeah, and bless his heart, he came over on my lap and at four in the morning was cuddling me at four in and the And was morning. trying to tell you that you were the one going to the floor. <laughs> That's, right. That's what he was trying to tell you. Yeah. Okay, so let someone go in front of you in the line. We talked yeah. about that earlier. Pick up litter on the beach. Well, you know, that's interesting, and there's a lot of people who like the beach, and that definitely helps. helps. Well, sure. Maybe you could get your workplace to, or your your small group, to do the, uh, to join, be one of the groups that picks up litter along the highway. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know, you get a sign up, it's a little bit of promotion for your business or your church. I, I don't know. Yeah. God will use all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. All right. So, Tom, as we wrap this up today... The idea of a ra- random act of kindness seems like a no-brainer. Right. But not everybody has been in a situation where kindness is easy. For sure. You know, there's been abuse situations. There's rough family life, rough work life. I don't know. Right. You know, and maybe sitting down with a Christian counselor would be beneficial to just getting a reset for how they can reset themselves and how that can work for them. Right. How can I get a hold of you to maybe start a conversation? Well, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. Thanks for listening to the session today. And before I let you go, 
Just want to remind you that if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on the session, whether it's a family issue, a faith issue, a mental health issue, uh, we would be happy to take a look at it and possibly cover it here on the session. And you can simply send your, your ideas to us, your questions, your comments. You can email me, scott at risefmohio.com, or you can text me directly at 419-774-9862. And remember, the session is available on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. So if you came in the middle tonight, you can go back and check the whole episode out, and you can go back and examine uh, dozens of editions or episodes of the session and be able to catch up and look for other topics that maybe you would want to cover and share with other folks. Thanks for joining us today for the session on Rise FM. 